It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Jets, your daily New York Jets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Jets podcast. It is Wednesday, February 19th, 2020. I'm your host, John B. from gangreennation.com. Great to be with you as always as we talk about the New York Jets today. If you like our show, subscribe to it on your favorite podcast source, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or something else, and we'll deliver new episodes to your device each morning when they're posted. And also leave the show a good review if you like it. Well, in yesterday's show, we talked about the Jets' offense, and we placed all the players under contract in two tiers. And we did not address guys who are going to be free agents. We're sticking with guys who are under contract because... I want to get a grasp of where the Jets stand heading into the offseason. Guys who are about to become free agents are not really on the team. Those are players who will either need to be re-signed or replaced. And it gives you an idea of how important those players are. And you know, there was not really a lot to speak of on the Jets' offense. Today we're going to do the defense, and I think that the picture looks better aside from a few key sp- spots. But I think if you're taking stock of the two sides of this team I think the defense is in much better shape than the offense although it still does need some work so as a reminder this is how our format goes so each each of the players we're going to talk about falls into one of four tiers tier one are players who are like genuine elite players genuine superstars so there aren't many of those in the NFL um, but those are those are the players who are tier one tier two there are two different players who can fall into tier two. These are either players who are above average starters right now or players under 25 who have the upside to grow into either an above average starter or a star level player. You know, so well, I, I phrased them yesterday as 2A. 2A players are players who are above average starters right now. 2B players, players in tier 2B, these are players who are under 25 and either have the potential to grow into above-average starters or maybe even Tier 1 players. The third tier are guys who are just okay, you know, guys who aren't that great but aren't terrible, uh, you know, guys you can probably get by with if they are starting, but guys who you ideally like to upgrade on. And again, I place them into two categories. You have players who are, you know, okay 
okay starters today, okay players today, nothing special. And then we have the guys, again, the guys who are under 25, who probably lack the upside of the Tier 2 guys under 25, but they could at least turn into maybe role players. And then Tier 4 guys are guys who really, at this point, you could probably say, don't have much of a spot in the NFL. Guys who are you know practice squad level players, low level guys, and players who are just kind of lucky to be around. So let's start, and we'll begin on the defensive line, and I'll start with Quinn and Williams. And this was a pretty clear case of a player who's at Tier 2, Level B, because he's under 25. He has not really made much of a name for himself yet in the NFL, but the potential right there with this player is really, I think, through the roof. I think Quinnen Williams has a chance. This is the type of player at Tier 2, Level B, who has the chance to become a, a Tier 1 player, a genuine star in the NFL. And last week we had our big crossover, AFC East crossover, and Joe Marino of Locked On Bills talked about you know, how Jets fans should watch out for Quinnen Williams next year because this is the type of guy who could potentially make a big leap and become a Tier 1 level star next year. So at this point, you know, it was, it was a quiet rookie year, and I think, again, part of that had to do with the role Greg Williams had him in, but this is a guy with a lot of potential. Now we move to the nose tackle spot and Steve McClendon. I think this is, again, a Tier 2 player, and he's level A because he's a veteran. But he's a guy who quietly goes out and does his job. And I've said this many times. Maybe he, maybe I'm talking about him enough that he's not underrated anymore, but it amazes me that the player on the Jets can be underrated because you would think that anybody, the Jets have not had many good players over the last couple of years. So you'd think anybody who does their job really well would get plenty of attention, but McClendon does it. And again, part of that goes back to the position he plays where his job is really to do a lot of the dirty work and to eat up blocks and play on rundowns. You know, he's not a guy who's going to post monster sack numbers. He's not a guy who's necessarily all that useful as a pass rusher, but he does his job. That's not his job. His He does his role very well and very effectively, so he's a Tier 2 player. Next along the defensive line, Henry Anderson. And again, I'm going to go, I think he's a two, Tier 2 player. See, I don't think he's this great pass rusher he was made out to be back in 2018. And if you look back at his 2018 campaign, it's not like he was going out there and you know, making a lot of like rip, rip moves or swim moves to beat his man to the quarterback. A lot of his sacks were just he was collapsing the pocket and the quarterback stepped into him. A lot of them are, are effort sacks. And, you know, he's a guy who he he has a good motor. And he does his job effectively. I felt like, you know, coming over from the Colts, he was probably a more effective run stopper than he was a pass rusher. Then he had that, you know, that nice 2018 season where he put up a lot of sacks, but it was pretty clear he was going to regress this season. Now, you know, his contract's not that great for a Tier 2 player, but I do think he's a credible st- starter along the defensive line, so I don't really have an issue, again, placing him at, at Tier 2. Next up is Foley Fatukasi, and this is another guy who I think right now, he's a Tier 2 player. He's a Tier 2 player. Uh, he's a guy who I think is a good starter. He's a guy who I think flew under the radar. And like McClendon, he's not going to fill up the the stat sheet. And because part of that's it's just not his job. The Jets had one of the best run defenses in the NFL this past season. In fact, as the season progressed, as we got later into the season, any team other than Baltimore, any team not named the Baltimore Ravens, had a really tough time running the ball on the Jets. And Fatu Kasi was quietly a big part of this. He just did his job. I mean, I don't really have a lot of great stats I can give you about Fatu Kasi. All I could tell you is like what, what appeared on the film because, the, you know, this is, again, not a guy who's going to fill up a stat sheet. This is a guy who goes out there and wins his assignments and ties up blockers and just goes out there 
and does a really credible job. He, you know, he's not going to play 90% of the snaps. He's going to go out there. He's a part-time player, a rotational guy, and he's going to do the job very well. And this looks like it could be the rare Mike McCagnan late-round success story because he, this was a guy who really took a big step forward in the year 2019 for the Jets, and I think he can be a big part of the solution going forward for this team in 2020 and beyond. And the last guy I'm going to name on the defensive line, Nathan Shepard, this one's a little tricky for me because I haven't seen the consistency for Shepard. And the other aspect of this is that my own grading system kind of works against me because if a guy's going to be a 2B or a 3B kind of guy, I put my age limit at 25 years old, and Shepard's older than that. Shepard is 26 right now. He was kind of an older draft pick. So I think... This is a guy who, to be fair right now, I'd probably list as a Tier 3 player, but he flashed down the stretch, especially after his suspension this year. He was more He's going to be more of an impact guy than Fatou Kassi. Again, that goes back to role. Fatou Kassi, I think, is more of a nose tackle kind of guy who's going to play against the run. Shepard showed some ability as a pass rusher, showed some ability to, to make some impact. So I think this is the kind of guy who could conceivably be a Tier 2 player, You know, a good starter by the end of 2020. But right now, I've only seen him in a rotational role, and I've only seen him succeed for a few weeks. So I think there's upside with this guy. Unlike a lot of guys his age, I do think that, that there is p- potential for growth into a Tier 2 player. But I think at this point, I'd have to say Shepard's a Tier 3 guy. At this point, I don't think he, there's enough you've seen that could justify him being listed as a good starter. I think right now he's a guy who's just kind of okay, who can handle some sort of role, but not sure how you know, not not sure how much you can trust him at this point. So this is the, this might be the one guy who where I could I could see him raising his stock over the next year, even though he's past my twenty five year old limit. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Ninety three percent of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a seventy five dollars sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com/podcast. Just go to Indeed.com/podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com/podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Locked on Jets podcast here on a Wednesday. We're listing the Jets defense. We're giving putting each player into one of four tiers. Tier one are stars. Tier two, above average starters. Tier three are guys who are just kind of okay. You know, just another guy, Jag type players. And tier four means, you know, you are barely hanging on to be on an NFL roster. You're kind of fortunate to to be on the team. And want to move right now. Let's talk about some of the edge rushers the Jets have. Again, because we're only talking about guys under contract, Jordan Jenkins does not fall into our list. So I'll start off with Kyle Phillips, who I'm listing him as a, a Tier 2B player right now. This was a guy who the Jets got as a non-drafted free agent, and he put up a lot of tackles for a loss. He Now, only 1.5 sacks, but... He put up a number of, uh, I think he was in the double digits when it came to tackles for a loss. So this was a guy who was flashing a little bit, only 22 years old. And a guy who really could be a fine for the Jets as a non-drafted free agent. In fact, right now, if he just replicates what he did going forward, I mean, that that's a very successful undrafted free agent. Most undrafted free agents give you nothing. So the fact you had a guy who went out there and quietly made an impact for the team. Again, now his pass rush stats, his sack numbers aren't that high, but this guy who made a, a lot, pretty big impact as a as against the run, I, I think this is a pretty solid player, and we'll you know, we'll see what happens going forward with him. But this could be a guy to watch, you know, if he can develop a little bit more 
I think right now he's he's a guy who's going to be a bargain for the Jets for the next couple of years. Question is how good, how much better can he get? Is he just going to be a role player? Or is he the kind of guy that can develop into a useful starter? Again, another guy who kind of flew under the radar a little bit, but did a pretty solid job. Next guy, I'm going to talk about Terrell Basham, and for me, this is a tier three player. There are some people who are, who are higher on Terrell Basham than than I am. I mean, I've heard his name talked about as a potential breakout guy. I'm always skeptical of the guys who come from another team where he was a high draft pick and the team gave up on him. He was a he was a third round pick of the Colts in 2017, and the fact the Colts were so quick to give up on him makes me a little skeptical. You know, he is only 25. He, you know, there were some moments where he flashed a little bit uh, early on, you know, in camp and preseason. But only two sacks during the regular season. I mean, I think that this is, a again, a guy who, I, even though he was a third-round pick, even though he flashed enough to get drafted early in 2017, I just have a tough time getting excited. There hasn't been much to be excited about so far in Terrell Basham's career. So for me, he's a Tier 3 player. I don't think you can say he's a good starter right now. And even though he's only 25, I just haven't seen enough upside there to make me believe that we're moving forward with this guy as a big part of the team uh, ahead. Uh, you know, it's it's a little different from Kyle Phillips at 22 coming in as an undrafted rookie and producing, and then Terrell Basham coming to the Jets as a 25-year-old who another team already gave up on and not doing a whole lot. So I, I, I'm not that high on Terrell Basham. Now you look to the, the linebacker position, C.J. Mosley, and this will be a little controversial. I'd put C.J. Mosley as a Tier 2 player just because I don't think there's – there's. I think that there are not that many impact linebackers in the league. In fact, the only guys I'd say are Tier 1 in the NFL at linebacker are probably Luke Keekley and Bobby Wagner. Outside of that, Mosley might be the top guy in Tier 2, but I just don't see a game-changing kind of player. I see a guy who's an excellent run stopper, a guy who's not a bad cover guy, but – just not. I, I mean, I don't know. I think Mosley. I was skeptical at the time of the Mosley contract, and then year one, the grade you'd have to give that contract right now is incomplete because we barely saw Mosley play. But I'm not sure you're going to see the guy. You know, he played a brilliant week one against Buffalo. If he plays like that every week, then he would be a tier one player. But I think that that's going to be tough to sustain for him. I think what you'll get from the Jets is credible play. You know, a guy who gives you good linebacker play. But I'm not sure how much good linebacker play really moves the needle in today's NFL. So I'll go with tier two for C.J. Mosley. Uh, next, Avery Williamson, again, another Tier 2 guy. Williamson is pretty clear. It's excellent run defender, really poor cover guy. That's that's pretty much what Williamson is. He, he'll he give you tremendous run defense, and he'll be a liability in coverage. So when you do one thing really well, one aspect of your job really well, and one aspect of your job really poorly, that's pretty much where you fall, I think. I think you're a Tier 2 guy. I think you're an above-average guy. And the guy who certainly helps the Jets more than he hurts them but has a pretty clear uh, weakness. Blake Cashman is going to be he's going to be tier two, but he's going to fall within the B category because he's a younger player who really hasn't shown us how good he's going to be yet. He, there was there were a few flashes. I think he played a great week two game against the Cleveland Browns where he was all over the field. He was constantly around the ball, making tackles against the run as a blitzer, even forcing Baker Mayfield to not throw a few passes because he got in the throwing lanes. You know. He, the rest of the the rest of most of the, the the other games he played there were struggles i mean he he had issues against he had issues as a run defender he was lost a couple of times in coverage so i think cashman's one of those guys he's not as good as people think he is right now but he's a guy who has potential to grow into something more i think i i don't think i think he's a little bit he's a little bit behind where people think he is right i think there's a perception out there that he's already a good starter i think he could get there 
And you know, one of the reasons he fell to the fifth round to the Jets were just it wasn't talent; it was more injuries, and he did suffer a season-ending injury, so that is an issue. But I do think this is a player. If we're just talking about pure ability, pure talent, this is a guy who's probably better than your typical day three prospect because the reasons he fell to day three are probably the position he plays, which again is not that valuable, and his injury history. And those remain concerns going forward, but I still do think that there is potential there for this player to be pretty good. And then finally, I'll just end with James Burgess, who um, I'm going to list him as a tier three guy, as kind of a jag, just another guy. And the best thing I can say about him is that he, he saw some extensive time this year when the Jets had injuries at linebacker. And he did not destroy the team. You know, he didn't kill the team. So that, for me, is enough to list him as a tier three guy. I can't go any better because he's not an impact guy. You know, he's not a guy who makes a big difference. He's not even a guy who makes a difference like an Avery Williamson. So I can't, I can't list him as anything other than than just somebody who's okay. But he is a step above like your typical practice squatter. I think when a typical practice squatter, somebody I, I'd term like a tier four because they're guys who are just you know are lucky to be in the NFL. I think Burgess showed that. He's at least worth something this year, so I'd list him as a Tier 3. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On Jets Podcast here on a Wednesday. Going through the Jets defense, and I'm listing all all the players in one of four tiers. So let's move to the corner position. And we're going to start with Trumaine Johnson. And this guy's, for me, Trumaine Johnson at this point. It was not always this way, but for, for me right now, Trumaine Johnson's a Tier 4 player. I would not be surprised if he was not in the NFL in 2020. That's how bad he is right now. There was a time where he was a good player with the Rams, but the Rams knew when to let him go, and the Jets made the poor decision to sign him. This is not a guy, you know, there's some guys out there where you say, well, he's not what he used to be, but he's still a useful player. That's not Trumaine Johnson. I'm not sure Trumaine Johnson can cover anybody right now. Trumaine Johnson got his payday and then just totally declined, so he's a Tier 4 for me. Daryl Roberts. I'd say Daryl Roberts is a Tier 3, and unfortunately the Jets paid him and played him like he was a Tier 2 guy. They paid, they treated him like he was a quality starter. What he is, he's an okay backup. I wouldn't even say he's a great backup. He's a guy who won't just, you know, if you, you, have, if you put him out there for like, a week or two, maybe he won't destroy you, but he'll fall off. And part of that's just he cannot track the football. He's a guy who's in decent position, but when the ball's in the air, he just can't make a play on it. And maybe that's something that helps him get into decent position. Maybe just maybe that's the part of the reason is just like he totally ignores the tracking the ball aspect of things, and he wouldn't be in good position if he was better, if he was tr- making more of an effort to track the ball. But he's a guy who's a backup who's paid like a you know, like a low-end starter and played like a, in the Jets gave him playing time like a starter this season, and it just did not work out at all. And then finally, I'm going to say talk about Nate Hairston, who for me is a Tier 3 guy. Again, another guy who's a he's a backup. He flashed a couple games. I thought he played pretty well the, the Monday night game against Cleveland when the Jets benched Tremaine Johnson. And there was a late-season game where Brian Poole was hurt, and he played pretty well in the slot. So I view a guy who's who has the ability to play inside and outside at corner and play decently for a game or two. That's for me, that's a backup. I think Nate Harrison's a decent backup. So I'd list him as a tier three guy. 
Now we go to the safety position. This it's lucky we're ending at the safety position because this is where we're gonna have some some happy talk to have Jamal Adams, which I, I don't even see how you, how you'd argue anything other than tier one. Adams is you know, maybe the best. You can argue that Jamal Adams is the best safety in football, and nobody's gonna laugh at you if he's not the best safety in football. He's right in. The, he's in the discussion. He's right right there. You know, be, best run stopping safety in the league. Best blitzing safety in the league elite cover guy he's really grown from your year one where he struggled in coverage he's really grown in coverage he's a guy who can if you're facing an elite tight end he typically can go one-on-one against that guy and more than hold his own so jamal adams i think pretty clear tier one i mean he's really the one the one tier i, I listed Le'Veon bell as a tier one player yesterday and that was really more for his past accomplishments jamal adams is a tier one player right now because of what he's doing right now and then Marcus May, who I think is tier two. He's a steady guy in the back of the defense. He's not going to fill up a stat sheet because that's not his job. Jamal Adams' role has him playing closer to the line of scrimmage, so he's going to be in on tackles. He's going to blitz a lot. He's going to make plays uh, in coverage. Marcus May's job is really for him, for you to not notice him. He's the last line of defense. So typically you'll only notice that guy if he makes a mistake and you, you give up a long touchdown. And May, there's a hiccup every now and then with Marcus May, but – more often than not, he does his job effectively. And after an injury-plagued 2018 season, it's good, it was good to see him bounce back and play effectively this past year. And finally, you know, I think anybody else on the defense would be a Tier 4. Those are guys who are just kind of hanging around, who may, maybe you bring back to training camp, but these are guys who I have a tough time envisioning playing any sort of positive role, any sort of major role for the Jets in the future going forward. Well, that's all for our show today. Thanks for listening. This has been the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. If you like our show, subscribe to it and leave it a good review. Hope you have a great Wednesday, everybody, and we'll be back again tomorrow with the mailbag. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.